You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, July 27th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fires on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or Just Baseball, which launched uh, last month. Check that out. Or maybe Pop Culture Entertainment. Maybe that's a little bit more down your lane if you're interested in that. Some of my work can be found at places like Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Nerdist, film cred and more and hopefully many more to come but most importantly guys most importantly forget all the bylines and stuff most importantly you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show which is at lo underscore padres or my personal account which is at javapeno and that's spelled j-a-v-i-i-p-e-n-o Hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. You can tweet at me. You can DM me. Whatever. My DMs are open on both of them. Uh, And I'd love to get back to you and maybe even get back to you about your points here on the show. Shout out uh, listener Mr. Joshua who actually reached out saying, you know, uh, thanked me for answering his question about the the many lineup changes that the Padres have had and how uh, after this trade for Adam Frazier, we're probably going to get only oh so many more. So that should be very fun. Uh, And also reached out about that MLB Network segment. I don't know if you guys saw that. That happens between... uh, where they were comparing Pedro Martinez to Jacob deGrom with the release point. And, like, in theory, it sounds cool. And I think that they greenlit it because, like, hell yeah, why don't we find a way to compare those two all-timer pitches? Uh, but it's, like, you know, frame rate's a thing, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, so not not the best uh, moment for MLB Network. But anyway, guys, uh, today's episode, speaking of MLB stuff, is brought to you by Locked On MLB in the sense that the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the hot stove live. That's right. Two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in July 30th, beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. Your boy, of course, We'll be making some appearances on there along with everybody else. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, But in terms of today's episode, guys, that's not what we're uh, strictly going to be talking about. Instead, I'm talking with Jason Burke of Locked On A's about this upcoming two-game series between the Pirates and the A's. And it's a lot of fun. It's been so long since I talked to Jason and... I, I'm just thrilled about it. I really am. I've been. I'm so excited to talk about Jason again. We talk. We go on a little bit of a bunch of tangents at the beginning, uh, for sure. And maybe you guys are gonna enjoy us just kind of shooting the. You know what? Uh, so maybe you'll enjoy that. Uh, and then we get into just kind of this upcoming series. What's going on with the A's and how they haven't been playing uh, super well. This was recorded before the Andrew Chaffin trade. Uh, I'm posting this. I'm recording my voice currently on a Monday night. So hopefully you guys hear this in the morning and the Padres had it made some sort of trade that goes back on whatever we said in this. But either way, it's a really fun listen, and it's part one of our chat. So, guys, without further ado, let's get it going. All right, today I am joined by the man of the hour. You've seen him on TV. You've seen him in your Twitter feeds. It is Javier Reyes, host of Locked On Padres. Javi, how are you doing, man? I am doing stupendous, sir, despite the fact that at the same time, this is like a stressful week. 
uh, somehow my birthday is like totally in the background. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll figure that out later. But then like just all these plans and all these things. And then you got the trade deadline and then we're playing the A's. It's just very, uh, it's madness out here, man. It's madness, but I, I couldn't be more happy to be uh, covering it and talking with you. It's been a while since we've done any sort of cross. I feel like maybe off season was the last time we talked. Maybe yeah. I could be wrong about that. I'm trying to remember. We did the yeah, Marvel but it's, it's, thing. And... Oh, the Marvel thing. That's right. Yeah. With Division. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. We've had three more like Marvel shows, basically, <laughs> that have uh, come out ever since the last time we talked. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted me to tell you happy birthday, you could have just like, <laughs> you said it so directly. And uh, for people listening, he just spit out his water into the camera. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's it's one of those things where, you know, when you say it full way through something, but then you just keep talking and then hoping that you just keep saying more words to distract from what you just said. That's basically what I was doing. I was like, wait, why did I say that? Why did I make it sound like I'm fishing for a birthday thing? No, no, it's, it, it's all good, man. It's it's. Yeah, it's, it's just a crazy time. Like I said, I'm hyperactive right now. Just the, the energy, the neurons are bouncing all over the place. So if everybody could just take a minute and uh, sing happy birthday to Javi as you know this podcast continues, I think that uh, he'd get that and feel really good about the birth. His birthday's on Friday, which is also trade deadline day. So if you're tweeting about a trade that happens, you know, send Javi a tweet too. Uh, Javi, yeah. where can they find you on Twitter? I know that we usually do this at the end, but while, while we're talking <laughs> about birthdays and giving you well wishes, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Javapeno. That's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. All sorts of fun stuff. I, I tweet about base. I used to not tweet about baseball on my main account. I used to just tweet pop culture stuff, but Look, man, I'm as big of a sucker for just getting engagement as anybody else. And people apparently like it when I tweet about baseball. So, like, I do do that, too. Uh, and, yeah, Friday, the fact that there's a chance the Padres do some crazy trade. And we'll talk about the trade deadline more. We'll yeah. save that. Uh, the fact that, like, I could just be celebrating or whatever and then hear that Preller did something is is genuinely one of the better sports feelings out there. Like, it's really cool. I feel I feel honored. And Billie Eilish drops her new album on my birthday, too. Like, it's just, it's it's good times, man. Good vibes and good times. Uh, you're, you're so young. You're like Billie Eilish. I don't, I don't get her. That, that's my, I don't get her. <laughs> it, it's, it's more of a just respect for the personality thing. Okay. And I like that it's just a new kind of pop star. I guess that's my thing. I'm not, like, the biggest fan. But I mean, it's just, I'm very happy that she decided to do this for my birthday. Like it's, it's, it's a very honorable thing. I'm really excited about it. You know, I was messaging her the other day and she was like, yeah, I just figured like we were thinking the 31st, but then we decided, you know, a friend of mine, you know, it's your birthday on Friday. So we should do that instead. So I'm really proud about that. I'm pretty sure that uh, the marketing department for Billie Eilish was uh, looking up famous people birthdays and they were like, oh, that's the one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They were like, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the Padres guy. That's right. Yep. That's the one we got to hit for sure. Uh, July, one of the great months. I've always said that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just wait until. Uh, oh, God, who who's the Emma, the one from Easy A. Emma Stone. Who, yeah. Emma Stone, who was oh, in Padres jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's definitely going to release a movie for your birthday next year uh, once this thing blows up because you know that she watches local uh, Padres coverage on on uh, on TV, which is where you've performed uh, or, you know, talked. Yeah, I guess. it's not, not performed. I didn't even think of it. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that she's seen me on TV before, which is so cool. I love episode so much. When, when that picture that daughter Silla posted went up, you have to understand. I was so excited. She's been my favorite actress for a very long time. I love her movies. I've seen EZA like 57 times. I, I love her. And 
they're not great movies, but I still ride for the amazing Spider-Man movies between her and Garfield. I thought they were good. Uh, so I love, I love Emma Stone. That's great. And having her on our side is just, uh, yet again, more reason why people should be, uh, of course, uh, be interested in the Padres. Maybe it could be their second team to the A's. And it- she's like one of those young Hollywood starlets that is actually like very, very good and engaging. And uh, mm-hmm. I, she seems like a great person. So I, I enjoy mm-hmm. Emma Stone as a person and an actress have not seen Cruella yet. Cause I'm not shelling out the money for that Disney plus. Um, I, I did pay for a couple of other movies though. So <laughs> I got gotcha, <laughs> like gotcha. it when they're like, Hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, Luca's free. I'm like, I'll watch Luca. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, Oh, what the heck? Why not? I mean, fix. All right. <laughs> like Cruella I'm like yeah I can wait a few months on that one that's fine no no biggie but yeah Black Widow (laughs) we did buy because obviously Marvel movies yeah yeah exactly exactly then I kind of watched that I was like I loved the loved the first 45 minutes but otherwise yeah it was was whatever but anyway dude let's uh (laughs) let's get into trade deadline stuff man let's rock and roll or not trade deadline uh that too but uh A's Padres our teams are playing each other uh, for two games set these are always fun maybe um I don't know how it's going to go because the A's have not been playing very well. Uh, They just lost three in a row to the Seattle Mariners, which they're a good team, but everybody feels like they're overperforming and they won three one run games. And that's not what you want. And it felt like the A's kind of gave those games away. Uh, Seattle won two of those on wild pitches. So that's Mm. not what you want on back-to-back days. And then Matt Chapman ran into an out at third base in the ninth inning when he could have just stayed at second and been in scoring Mm -hmm. position. So uh, not what you want, but the team's not doing very well offensively. So they're, they're pressing and you can kind of see that they're pressing and it's a little bit depressing and a little bit scary. So we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, how are the Padres looking coming in right now? You guys got Paddock and Snell coming up. How have they been performing? Because uh, from the outside, it sounds like they stink. And uh, uh, yeah. maybe these are the, the pitchers <laughs> that the A's want to face out of that Padre rotation. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely the guys that you want to face, especially with Snell, who has one of the worst road ERAs of, of any like top line starter I've seen in a while. Not, not that he has a bad road ERA. It's that too, but it's the splits are insane. Uh, just everybody look it up. I think it went down because he had a good start at Miami uh, this past weekend, which is you know, cool, but also like the Marlins aren't that good, but still like it's, he had like basically before this weekend, his or away and then 1.4 at home. Like that's, I don't know. That's like a Coors Field split. And I've never even seen like that, that bad of a split for Coors Field. It's, it's been very odd how better he is at home versus away. And, you know, he's been one of the big disappointments of the whole team this year, really. I mean, I know that people might bring up guys like Hosmer I know they might bring up guys like I don't know Jerks Profar but with what they traded for Blake Snell and they actually did trade a decent amount they didn't trade that much for you Darvish let's be honest but they they did trade a decent amount they gave Luis Patino for Blake Snell and he really hasn't performed all that well and it's definitely an eye test sort of thing too I don't like going down that route of being like this guy looks mentally fragile or whatever. Like, I don't know, man, like we're all different just because you react a certain way. doesn't mean he's like mentally fragile. It might just mean he, that's how he is. He's a, he's a little bit more boisterous or a little bit more visually, you know, has reactions to things. Mm-hmm. You don't know if a guy, just cause he's like, has the stern face, is it inside his head losing his mind because he allowed two singles or whatever. Right. So I don't like to go down that route totally, but in terms of just the eye test, you see his, his curve, every every off-speed thing that he throws this year. It's not that it's bad. It's just that guys are not chasing it nearly enough, and they're just waiting on the fastball. So it's really scary. 
uh, seeing that this might be one of those guys that people might have figured out. And that's especially concerning considering that transitioning over to the NL, in my opinion, the way I saw it was you get to face a pitcher every ninth at bat. It's guys he's never faced before. And you could argue that having the pitcher every ninth at bat means that the eighth hitter is a little bit easier to work around. And it's just been the total opposite. And he's been he's been he's been quite bad, man. So it's not great for Blake Stout right now. You made a huge case for him being terrible on the road, but this is in San Diego. So that does not make me feel any better whatsoever. So I see what happens. I see. So I'm looking at the schedule and I see that the, I was looking through the A's uh, point of view. And then, oh, okay. And then I saw the ad and that's what happened. Okay. Okay. okay I see that, but yeah. So cool. He's going to have so, a yeah, one great four news. ERA. <laughs> great news. So you're looking at a six inning, one run, uh, nine strikeout performance for Blake. Now, for all my A's fans, uh, hobies that are listening, yeah, uh, it, it's it's not great, but it really is weird. I don't remember the last time the home runs, but I know that for you guys, uh, you got Caprielian going, who looks like he's been pretty decent so far for what I, what I see just in the, the initial look at, which is cool because it feels like the A's, while they don't have like this like steady elite starter, they have a bunch of guys that you kind of feel comfortable about. If the A's weren't good, they would be one of those teams that everyone would be interested in like five of the guys that they have in that rotation. You know what I mean? If they would be selling for whatever reason, there's plenty of teams that would be like, ah, yeah, I'd go for Capriola. I'd go for Sean Manai. I'd go for Sepasi, all these guys. Like, I think it'd be interesting, but. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Well, guys, don't worry. You have computers and you have laptops and you have you know, mobile phones and they have access to rockauto.com. So you should check it out. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, guys. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump it's 353 from chain stores only 216 from rock auto that's a huge difference they've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years guys reliably low prices for every customer and they have everything you can need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs Go to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Got it, yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, what's going on with your guys' rotation? Did you just call Chris Bassett Chris Bassett? Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> Dude, I'm tired, man. <laughs> uh, Who's the name that rhymes with Bessie but isn't Bessie? That's where I'm getting it from. I was like, Bastille is close. Bastille? Maybe Bastille's where I got it from. But yeah, anyway. But, uh, no, James Caprillion's been fantastic for the entire season. He's been, uh, he really solidified the rotation. Uh, you know, Fires has been gone most of the year. He made like two starts. He's been whatever. He's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Caprillion's been fantastic um, and arguably could be in contention for rookie of the year if he keeps going and some other guys kind of fall off the pace a little bit, uh, but he's a big game guy. It feels like he thrives on that big stage against tough competition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. could be a really interesting matchup between him and Chris Paddock on Tuesday night. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. And he also grew up uh, close to like Disneyland and Angel Stadium, but San Diego is not very far away either. So he might have a nice little homecoming uh, of sorts right there. It's going to be against a much more difficult lineup in the Padres lineup than he had to face uh, with the Angels lineup. 
So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I have a lot of faith in this guy. He keeps just building his own, uh, his own aura. And uh, if the A's make it to the postseason, I want to see him in a, in a series. Well, I want to see the A's in a series one, uh, mm. I, but I think that he would be that guy that you want on the bump in like a winner go home or like to start off the series and maybe steal a win right there. If you want to save, you know, Chris Bassett or Sean Mania, who are two of your more veteran and also performing very well this season, guys, uh, I think that, cap you can fit them in in one two or three and feel pretty decent about your odds in that game so um yeah and then manaya has been pretty good <laughs> he's been yeah but i pretty good man <laughs> yeah he's been working inside a little bit more with his fastball working up with his fastball and uh that's that's a new thing for him he's just been getting confident and feeling good about that and uh outside of like one blow up start against the red sox in fenway which is a place that he doesn't really have a lot of success uh he's been really good this season and uh you you can't really say too many bad things about him Uh, i think that he has the lowest era or what he's in the top 10 and lowest era since uh the beginning of june like a two four or something like that so he's been really really solid the entire season the one thing that you might be able to get out of him is uh if he if he basically uh, throws too many pitches too early or he has like one big blow up inning, then you might be able to get him out of there in like five mm-hmm. as opposed to like six or seven. So uh, work his pitch count and see what you can do against the A's bullpen because they're, they're not great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's unfortunate. It's almost like you wish you really had a uh, Liam Hendricks still there or something like that. Like that might be a uh, pretty good. <laughs> that guy Just take bullpen. the layup. <laughs> <laughs> just give me the open lane let me just drive there no but uh hey look i I don't i think the a's are still it's still a very good team it's just and and i joke about it but there we can we can get that to that in a little bit sure i we keep teasing the trade deadline talk like every five (laughs) seconds it's almost like hey everybody skip the first segment when we talk about the two teams facing each other but the other one to talk about i guess for padres uh point of view is also chris paddock who you know, he was once the cowboy sheriff, Texas tough edge. And even he himself, and I think to a degree, and a healthy mindset was like, yeah, I don't want to go by that name anymore. I think I was setting myself up for a little bit too much there. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But, you know, he, it's so funny because Paddock, he's very much like take those, the two steps forward, one step backwards almost. That's what it's felt like this year where there was a point basically like maybe middle of May where we were all like, wow, like he's not like an ace. Certainly he's not even maybe a one, two, three, but as a back of the rotation guy, he's pretty good and can give you some good spots and help you, you know, drive up that win total for the year. And a lot of that was due to um, the fact that the fastball wasn't getting crushed as much as it was last year. Um, It wasn't as straight. The vertical movement increased just a little bit. It wasn't as straight as it was last year. And the fact that he still has that great change up that looks good and curveball, which was a pitch that was like more of just a gimmick for basically the first two seasons of his career. He never threw it this year. It's actually up to 11%, which is nice. So he's kind of, you know, officially added like a third pitch, not as much as, you know, some of the other guys who have three pitches This isn't like a Joe Musgrove thing where it's the, the percentages that are the same, but it's, it's nice to see that. And pitters aren't hitting well against the curveball, by the way, this year, just to make sure to test it. Yeah. They're hitting 194 against it, which is good. So it's definitely like kind of a legit pitch, but then Basically, after that middle stretch of May, he starts getting killed by some teams, and it looks like the paddock from last year. And now we're all like, oh, no, his ERA is above five now after being at like 4.2, 4.1, hovering around there. So that's really not good. And the, I think one of the bigger things with that is that the changeup is no longer the best changeup in the league. It, there was a period, probably two years, where the changeup was 
one of the best pitches in, in baseball in terms of changeups, at least, you know, obviously before anyone yells at me about DeGrom's five pitches that are awesome or whatever. Right. Um, but that's really the big problem with him is that he's, it's just the inconsistency. Everyone hits him hard when they hit him. It's hard. Uh, you could just pull up his stat cast profile. Uh, he doesn't walk guys, which is cute. It, it's nice. Cute is such a patronizing word. I keep saying that. I don't know why I've been saying that word so much lately. I'm sorry, Chris Paddock, if you're listening, uh, but yeah, I, I think that Paddock has just been one of those guys that I'm wondering where the team is on him. Cause yeah, he's got talent for sure. He still wants top level prospect. He had that great rookie year. But I'm wondering, you know, with with potential moves, are they seeing where, what is his future on this team? I think this next stretch could be very interesting for him. Or do, do they move him to the bullpen? Is he a bullpen guy? Uh, does he have get the Drew Pomeranz treatment? Drew Pomeranz famously was a starter turned reliever, and he's become a, quite a good reliever, too. So maybe that's where they end up going with him. We have to see. Drew Pomeranz noted starter with the A's and then punched a water cooler and broke his hand. And that was the end of... Uh of him with the that little experiment yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it, he was really good up until then and then uh yeah he fell off a cliff after that so that was that was a super super fun time but hold up a minute hold up a minute hold up a minute Bet online, guys. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is, of course, in full swing, and we got the deadline coming up, and you can check all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for not just baseball, though, but also NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, whatever you're into, they got you. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit remember to use that promo code locked on when doing so bet online your online sportsbook experts what are the what are the needs right now for the san diego padres you guys just got adam frazier and a lot of a's fans are mad about that because uh, they wanted adam frazier and in looking at his stats i've I'm like, he's, it feels like he's overperforming. He doesn't have a track record for, to support him hitting like 344 or whatever mm-hmm. he's hitting right now. But um, it feels like there might be a little bit of a regression and a team like the Padres can take that bat. And if he's hitting like 280 or 290, that's great. But the A's want the 340 guy. That's the, what they would need. They, they need him to supplement their offense is basically what it is. So that's why from my standpoint, I'm like, eh, I don't know if he's great because he's, he, he's going to regress. He has to regress because mm-hmm. I think the highest that he'd hit before is like 290. He's hitting 50 points above that and no changes have been made in any of his profile. So mm-hmm. it feels like there's some bad luck and all that stuff in there, but uh, where are they going to be playing him? And is it going to be first base? Is the wizard of Haas actually going to be traded because how much <laughs> money is he owed that those are some of my questions. And then we'll get into some other stuff too. Oh man, the Haas, the Wizard of Haas. Um, oh my God, where do I even begin? Look, I always make fun of when you get those reports that are like teams are interested in Max Scherzer, teams are interested in Trevor Story. No, really. And then you know, I have to admit though, I fell for it today when I got a notification that was like Padres exploring trade options for Eric Osmer. I got way too excited. And look. 
I think that what could happen is they might just sit Hosmer against lefties as of right now. If they don't move him, then it might just be a thing where they move Jake Cronenworth over to first base and have Frazier hit, you know, at second base. And then all of a sudden you have an infield full of literally all all-stars, which is pretty rad. Um, and I like that. I do think I was actually just going to check out what you're saying about Adam Frazier. It is true. He's basically just a hits only guy. He's not a guy that's going to hit for a lot of power. He only has four home runs on the year. Um, but I, I do think that to a degree, I think there's a nice floor with him. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, even if he's a 290 guy the rest of the way, I still trust him. I still trust his eye at the plate. He doesn't whiff at anything, which is really nice. Um, him and Jake Cronenworth, actually, I saw a tweet that said, like, the, out of qualified batters, they are, like, in the top five for the lowest whiff rate in the league. So that that presents a very interesting challenge for pitchers, I think, especially if they make a move for Gallo, who's been long rumored. If they do that, then all of a sudden it's like, that's weird. Imagine the lineup where it's you're facing two guys that, won't whiff at, at, at a pitch, but then you face a guy who will whiff at a pitch, but if he does make contact, it's going to the moon. So it's just like this very weird fun. And then you have Machado and Tatis or, or gods, of course. Right. So that would be very interesting to see, but I, I have to say the Hosmer potentially leaving thing. I talk about this a lot on the podcast where it feels like, it feels like people were really easy on Haas for the first couple of years. And I think that Part of that is because he'd won a World Series. Part of that is because, you know, there's some biases in media uh, that we don't have to get into as much. Uh, and I didn't really like that. And now finally people are turning on him. As I realized just now that I don't have my best microphone plugged in as we were recording, which is just just lovely. So hold on a second. Um, <laughs> just uh, perfect stuff on my part. It's 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 day bad. It's 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 been a tough time. Um, but I will say that. If they were to move Haas, I imagine it'll probably cost them some money. They might have to pay a little bit of the salary. And I also just don't know who would want him. And I imagine that if you did trade him, you'd probably have to trade a big piece. I'm talking a Rob Hassel. I'm talking, I don't think they're trading CJ Abrams. I really don't, but maybe a Luis Campizano type, which I would be cautious about trading too, personally, because I don't know. Are we sure Austin Dole is going to be good? You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things. I love Caratini. I'll never, I'll never slander Victor Caratini, my Puerto Rican King, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but the biggest thing about the Padres right now is that they won't, it's just not over. We don't know. You know what I mean? Like just a week ago, everyone was saying that Adam Frazier to White Sox, no one brought up the, the Padres. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, no one had been talking too much about Jose Barrios until just uh, like this week. until we started seeing, Oh yeah, they traded Nelson Cruz. Like, a week and a half before the deadline. Yeah. The twins are selling everybody like let's, let's get on board. So, and then that we don't even know about all the Cubs stuff. So it's a really exciting time. And I just need to reemphasize with people that yes, there are, you would think what it costs to get guys a top prospect, but you don't know. You just don't know. You don't know if teams make a mistake that they overvalue guys that other people aren't. Maybe they're going to be right. Maybe Ethan Elliott in the Padres system, who's vaulted up into the top 12 of their farm system. Maybe teams are like, yeah, we want him really, really badly. You don't know necessarily. So the way I see it is anything can happen. And especially if they're Padres, uh, dreams are are endless. It's going to be very, very wild. And you got the the Giants and the Dodgers kind of going for the same pieces. And then the Padres are like, yeah, we'll do whatever. It's fine. <laughs> We're kind of built for whatever may come. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, yeah. How do you think that the, the NL West shakes out? Because the Giants have the best record in baseball, which is wild. Um, I thought that they'd be good, but not, you know, dominance. And then, uh, then it could be you guys and the Dodgers. And I think everybody would be very, very happy with a one game, you know, play in for the wild card spot or, you know, for a playoff spot. How are you feeling about that right now? Uh, hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to reiterate the same thing. So Padres listeners, sorry if you uh, have heard me say this already and you, you're sick of it, but this is a crossover. So I want the A's homies to hear. It is not that the Padres have been bad. It is that the Giants and Dodgers are just really good. I know it's frustrating, but this is very rare. It's so rare that you get a situation where you could argue that three of the five best teams in baseball are in the same division. Some people might say, oh, the White Sox are okay, whatever. I'm saying arguably three of the five best are in the same division. That's really rare, and it's pretty nuts, and it happens sometimes. That doesn't reflect poorly on the Padres. Guess what? Great teams finish with 94, 95 wins, which is around what they're projected for all the time. It happens. And it could be a situation where you get the wild card game, which, by the way, if if it, if it stands how it is now, if you got a Padres-Dodgers wild card game, holy good God. I mean, that would be like, I, I, oh, my God. Twitter, I would – it'd be hard for me to log on that day. If they did beat them, though, Jeff Snyder, Snydog, I don't want to hear a peep for literally another until next season not a word because this man was like hey injuries happen all the time when Lamette and Clevenger were both hurt and we had to rely on you know Ryan Weathers and Craig Stammen to pitch entire games for us they're like hey injuries happen man it's like okay yeah easy for you to say how about we take away Bueller and Kershaw we'll see what happens right so I don't want to hear a word from the Dodgers fans they're the worst they really are the worst but um yeah, it, was a pretty it would good make Jeff me Snyder nervous. Version, I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I've been working on it at some time. I know practice in front of the mirror and I play some videos from his locked on now, it's just to kind of compare and contrast. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the potential of that happening isn't great, but it's also it's not like this is they're back by 20 games, like it's still perfectly winnable. And I know that everybody's been saying this all year, so it feels like we're all just like. You know, the definition of insanity is the same thing or whatever it is, repeating with the same results. We keep saying that we think the Giants are going to regress, but we're like about to be in August and it still hasn't happened. So I think people should stop expecting that. I just think that they know what they're doing over there. And that team just, unlike other teams in baseball that don't try, they tried. But I think even some people in the Giants front office are a little surprised that all the one-year contracts that they handed out have done well, especially with, and then some of their old guys are having the best seasons of their career with Buster Posey and, Brandon Crawford being examples, you know, uh, number one. So I would be nervous about it. But again, it's the Padres are still a very good team. It's just unfortunate the Giants and Dodgers are a little bit better right now. And the thing with the Giants is they're good for this season. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that they're going to be good next season because of all mm-hmm. of those one-year deals. Their rotation is all one-year deals, I think. I think that everybody is a free agent after this season, which is uh, wild to me. And how often are you going to hit on every free agent that you sign? It's mm-hmm. it's not very often. So, uh, I, and unless they've completely unlocked the keys to baseball, and in which case, uh, I, I'm really sad that Farhan Zaidi ever left Oakland, which is not oh my fun. God, but yeah. And cut everybody that about does it for part one of my chat with Mr. Jason by Jason B, Mr. Jason Burke of Locked On A's. Before we wrap up this podcast, guys, let me just mention to you the live NBA draft show, NBA draft goat, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA draft 2021. Brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th 
at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Big sports week, as you guys could tell. Uh, and, you know, that's it for part one of today's chat, guys, in terms of the future of this podcast. Part two of my chat with Jason will be going up tomorrow, as well as recapping whatever kind of action happens uh, in t- tonight's game. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun against the A's. It's it's one of the few difficult opponents that the Padres will be facing uh, for the for the next go-round. They play them, they play the Rockies, and then they play the A's again. But, like, you know. Aside from the A's, it's a lot of kind of subpar teams coming up, so it could really start getting interesting for the Pirates, depending on how many wins they rack up, and we'll have to see, of course, what happens at the deadline. But with that all being said, though, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And if you guys don't mind, send me some five-star reviews to celebrate the fact that it's the deadline, guys. Come on now. Send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app for Lockdown Padres. They'd be greatly appreciated. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.